BeastNet is brought to you by James Safety Services and in partnership with Beast OCR. Here we discuss all things OCR and fitness related, running, endurance, conditioning, wrecking, and more. Welcome to BeastNet. Hey everybody, it's Mike with BeastNet here, and on this episode I got with me Morgan Schultz. Um, Morgan, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey guys, um, so my name is Morgan. I'm 22 years old. I just graduated from the University of Illinois back in May this year. I got my degree in kinesiology and I ran on the track and cross country team here um, for three years. Um, and then after I graduated, I moved back up to the Chicagoland area now where I'm working as a personal trainer and a physical therapy technician before I decided to go on to grad school um, next year in 2020. Um, and then I also started my OTR journey this year too, which has been such a blast so far. Oh yeah, it is. So what got you into OTR? So it's kind of an interesting story. So, um, like I said, I was a college athlete, um, for three years until my junior year. And then during my junior year, I received my seventh stress fracture. So I had six before and then my junior year I got my seventh one and that was in my sacrum so for people who don't know that's basically your tailbone so I was having pain in my butt when I was running and like it was just a deep throbbing pain and then I saw the doctor got an MRI and then they were like okay it's another stress fracture and then after that last one they told me that it was unsafe for me to continue competing in the NCAA so ultimately I was medically dismissed so that just means I can't compete anymore and so that just mean, like, meant I couldn't compete in college track and cross country anymore. So what happened yeah. was I took, like, six – I took six months off after that last injury. Um, this is a pretty, like, vulnerable location, so I didn't exercise at all yeah. for half a year. Um, and then when I came back from that injury, I kind of wanted to get – like, pursue another athletic in- – outlet a little bit and my timeline on Instagram was just like filled with CrossFit at this point um, just because I was following people who were like doing weightlifting and a few of them happened to be some CrossFitters so that kind of just yeah. got me interested in CrossFit so like six months after my injury I started CrossFit and it was fun and I got extremely strong like stronger than I've ever been before um, but after I was healed to start running again I kind of missed the um, adrenaline I got from like the cardiovascular activities I was doing. So I was like, what's a good way that I can combine my running with my interest in CrossFit? And then at this, around this time too, on my Instagram feed, an ad popped up for Spartan Race. And I was like, oh, this seems pretty cool. Like I've heard of it before, but I have no idea what it is. So I clicked on the link and then it brought me to my local Chicago Spartan Race and um, signed up for it. And I did pretty well. Um, I got... I think I want to say I got fifth place in the elite heat, um, which was pretty oh, cool. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I kind of like, I kind of reinvigorated my interest and love for running. So I got into OCR because I was injured basically. And so after taking some time off, I just wanted to find another athletic outlet. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, that's, that's, it's always interesting to hear how people like got into the OCR and it's always, it always seems to be like a fun story like that. So, yeah. So uh-huh, you said sure. on your first race you ran a late. Or did you yeah. just that was Actually, just your time? Yeah, okay. So so okay so 
I ran one race last summer, but that was with my sister and we did it for fun. So I wasn't doing it as like a competition. I was just doing it mm-hmm. to do it, like just to complete it. So yeah. that wasn't competitive at all, but that was my only one I did. So then this summer I wanted to take it a little more seriously. So my first elite one I did was this summer. Oh no. So my first elite one I did was in Texas this summer and I got second. Yeah. I'm, wow. sorry, I'm all over the place with my dates, but it was, it was I went to Texas <laughs> this summer. So my first elite heat, I got second at the super in Texas. And then I was a So how many elite races? Life. Yeah. How many elite races have you done? I've done six elite Spartan races and I've gotten the podium at five of them. Wow. That's impressive. Yeah. Well, I guess, yeah. And it was seven, including the North American race I just did, but I didn't podium there. That was competitive. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So are you, are you thinking about making it a trying to go pro or are you just still having fun with it at this point? Uh, I would, I would be lying if I said I didn't want to. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I would definitely love to go pro. Um, I would say that's been like a dream of mine for like a long time. Like ever since I was a kid, I wanted to be a professional athlete, but I had no idea like 10 years ago that it could potentially be in the sport of obstacle course racing. Like when I was younger, I Mm -hmm. wanted to be a professional soccer player. And then when I quit soccer and I started track, I was like, okay, I want to be a professional track runner. And I got, I got pretty good at track, but I mean, my injury took me out. So after my injury, I just thought like my athletic pursuits were going to be over. So I was like, okay, well, this is the end, I guess. I'm just going to do it for fun now. But then finding this sport and being like, okay, wow, I can be a professional potentially. It was just like an awesome like thing to like come across, I guess, at the end of my um, track career in college. So yeah, for sure. I would love to go professional in the sport. I mean, I, I would think you'd have a shot if you've, you know, podium that many times. So, I mean, I guess it's just kind of yeah. to keep going for it. So what are your, yeah, what are your plans for in the sure. future? You have, do you have more races planned like already this year or is your season? Mm-hmm. Well, how many yeah, more you got so going? I'm, so I'm going to be going to the world championships in Tahoe. So that's in like a month or yeah, I would say, I think about yep. four weeks. So I'll be heading out West. Um, I'm from Chicago. So that's like a pretty pretty decent amount of travel for me. I'm going to be flying, but it's still pretty far. Um, So I'll be headed to Tahoe. And then after Tahoe, I'm going to do a local race. That's going to be the Chicago Beast and the Chicago Sprint. So that's the weekend after. Um, I don't know how it's going to go um, just because I'm going to be racing the Tahoe Beast the week prior, but I don't want to like miss out on a local race. So I'll do the Spartan Chicago Beast and Sprint. And then after that, about a month later, I'm going to do the Wrigley Field Stadion. So that'll be my first stadium race. And I'm excited for that just because I feel nice. like that's really up my alley just because it seems like to be a more more of a combination of CrossFit in like some sprinting yeah. and running than longer distance running. And I that's think what that's I've heard. Be on my alley too. I've mm-hmm. heard that yeah, about the so stadium. That's the one that's the one I haven't done yet is a stadium race. So. Yeah, no, I'm so excited. I know I'm like, oh, all those bleachers. I love, I love running uphill. Like I love hills, so I feel like bleachers are just a different version of hills. So I'm pretty excited to do that <laughs> in November. <laughs> That's awesome. So when you yeah. run in uh, Tahoe, are you going to run with the the elites, or is that your plan? Is to run yeah. elite on the rest of your races, or yeah? 
Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'll be running elite at Tahoe. So I guess we'll see how that goes. Um, I know it's at elevation and I've never been at elevation before, so I'm not sure how my body's going to react to that, but I mean, it'll be a very good experience and it'll kind yeah. of let me know what's, what's in store for the future, like the next few years. So yeah, I'm excited. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, I was going to go to Tahoe, but actually just this this week, I think I pretty much decided that Tahoe is not going to be in my, the cards for me. So I uh, oh, yeah. I did Hawaii. I did Hawaii and oh, to push good. myself to get uh, to get all three in a weekend, I, I did some major oh. damage to my feet. So I like oh, it's geez. been over two weeks since I finished Hawaii and I still can't wear yeah. shoes without like massive pain. So it's like, do you have blisters? Is it like blisters? Or? I I had blisters, but then I also had something happened like before the race where my feet just swelled really bad. And I don't know if it oh. was, I don't know if it was too much water. Cause I mean, I'm a guy that, you know, I, I'm not to sound bad. I usually have a drink or two, you know, during a week uh-huh. and I literally uh-huh. didn't drink at all. I drank water and yeah. lots of it for that week leading up to the race. And I think part of that, yeah. my feet were like two to three sizes bigger than they should have been. Like I couldn't oh, get my feet geez. into my shoes. So when yeah, I did force my day. feet into my shoes, yeah, it, and then I did, you know, 14 miles in that Hawaii heat. And I, uh-huh. I just, I took chunk like chunks out of my heels. So my feet are oh, just geez. tore up and it's, so it's one of those, I've got the Seattle beast coming up and I want to uh-huh. do that one because it's, I'll be finishing the try my I try factor with my son and that'll be trifecta number two. But I feel if I oh, do the yeah, Seattle beast, it. like in the next week that I'm just going to do more damage to my feet and I'm going to need that time to heal because I'm yeah. supposed to do a marathon and, in December. So I need to, if I do oh, Tahoe, I'm just worried that I'm going to do more damage to my feet and I won't be able to do this, the marathon. So it's kind of, right. I've been weighing it in my brain trying to figure out how not to, you know, cause I, I did, there's like parts of my feet right now that are numb that I still can't feel after two weeks. So I know I did some major oh, damage wow. and I need to like, yeah. I need to relax and let them, them heal. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it sounds like you need some rest cause you have some races yeah. coming up too. <laughs> So that's smart. And that's kind of it. So that's kind of why I decided. I mean, and I've always wanted to do Tahoe, but it was like one of those that it's just, there's a couple local races here too that I've really been promoting, especially on the podcast and like Facebook Uh and everything that I want to go to and, you know, and do. And those are in between Uh Seattle and Tahoe. So it's like, I'm, I need to give myself that break. And I think Tahoe, I'm going to have to to skip Tahoe so I can be ready for the marathon in December. So, oh yeah, for sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it sucks, but it is what it is. And I mean, it's, it's taken me many years. I'm, I'm, I'm 42 and I've never been that person to think, okay, if I do this, I'm going to hurt myself more for this next race. So I'm finally at that <laughs> age where I'm like, you know, maybe I should step back a little bit and just let myself heal yeah. so that I can do the race afterwards. Yeah. So. I know. Right. I wish I would have told myself that. <laughs> to myself in college <laughs> I always yeah. ever did it that was my issue like, that's probably why I got hurt all the time is like even if I was feeling something like something nagging I would just continue training and want to continue racing yep. it was just my attitude like, yeah. I didn't want to stop always kept going 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 until I actually hurt myself so I totally understand and it's a hard it's a hard it's a hard balance 
because the problem you run into is like my mistake right now is I'm I, I've gotten way too big. I, I've gained way too much weight. Is three years ago mm-hmm. I broke my left foot, oh. and instead of trying to find like a better way of doing cardio that didn't involve my foot, I pretty much just mm-hmm. stopped doing anything. Oh, I see. And because uh-huh. of that, I, I ended up gaining like 70 pounds. So it was like... Oh, wow. So were you weightless? Yeah, so... Okay. No, I just, I was, uh, I were, I hurt myself at work, but I was running. I was doing a lot of running and I dropped down quite uh-huh. a bit. I was, you know, finally down to a good weight. And then I got hurt at uh-huh. work and I shattered... I broke the first, second, third, fourth, and fifth metacarsals in my left foot. Oh, jeez. Yeah. That sounds awful. So, I mean, it wasn't just, it was, it was very awful. It basically, my, my foot got guillotined in a ladder. So. Oh, my God. It, you always know it's a good right. injury when you're at the hospital and the nurses are calling the other nurses over to look at the x-ray because oh. they're like, you've got to see this one. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> Right. Yeah. They're like, oh, no. yeah. <laughs> look what we, look what he oh, did, man. you know, and it was, right. so, I mean, it was kind of one of those and that's, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I went for it and I kept trying to like do the Spartans. I did the Hawaii Spartan in a full boot that year in 2016, oh. but it was, but you after that, I pretty much, I was, not. yeah, I, I was walking. I couldn't run in that boot and it was, oh, and that's where a part of the problem has, I would do the races, but in between the races, I was doing nothing. And so I ended up gaining yeah, a whole bunch of weight okay. because of it. And now, now I'm at that point where I've gotten, gained a whole bunch of weight, but my foot's not right. So it's, yeah, uh-huh. it's, it's a weird balance of trying to, you know, not push yourself to get hurt, but then also saying, yeah. oh, okay, I'm hurt a little bit. I should stop. And it's like, right. you shouldn't stop. You just modify and try a different way to work out. And that's what my, that's where my plan should have been. I should have tried, you know, doing mm-hmm. something but I didn't. So. Yeah, like try to find a happy medium with training a little bit. Yep. All right, and now we're going to take a quick pause so we can hear from our sponsors. Like what you hear? Make sure and subscribe and review us on your favorite podcast platform. Be sure to find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you're using YouTube, please click the little red subscribe icon, then click the little bell for notifications of future episodes. And if you could, give us a thumbs up. Do you like challenges that are fun, tough, and might use tacos? Head on over to BeastChallenge.com and check out our upcoming events, including Beast's 5K+, a combination of race and endurance event, and the Bucket Mile. Keep an eye on the Beast's OCR Facebook group for event gatherings. For more information, head on over to BeastChallenge.com and the Beast's OCR Facebook group. You'll be glad you did. Yeah. So... The other thing you'd mentioned was your um, your schooling. You, I can never say this word right. You've got a degree in. Oh, you got to say the word because I can't. What's your <laughs> degree? Kinesiology. There you go. That one. Kinesiology. How? Yeah. How is that? Has that changed how you work out or anything like that? Because I mean, it's really that's kind of a it's it's physical therapy, basically. Correct. Yeah, so kinesiology is basically just the study of the movement of our human bodies and, like, the physiology and anatomy behind them. So, yeah, I would say 
I'm not really sure if it's changed how I work out, but it's made me more more aware of what's going on in my body when I am working out. Yeah. Um, or when I'm eating, for example, I've taken a lot of classes on like the science of like food nutrition and bioenergetics and all that fun stuff that happens like with our metabolic processes when we eat or when we exercise. So I would say it's just like mm-hmm. enlighten me, if anything, about like what happens when I go and run an out all out 400 or what happens when I go and do a hundred pull-ups for time or yeah. I mean, it definitely has made me more in tune with my body too. Um, and I just liked my, my degree was very fun. Like it's true. Like when you go to school and like when you, when you're studying things you like, it makes it so much easier. So I just found that I like learning about the human body and I took a lot of really cool classes and like, I found my interest in exercise science basically. Um, but yeah, I would say my training hasn't changed because of my degree, but it's just made it made me more interested in like the science of human activity, I guess. That's cool. So Yeah. And you said you're basically you're gonna be going for your masters coming up soon, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So originally so when I graduated I got into um, chiropractic school and I was going to go straight and get my doctorate of chiropractic but I kind of realized I wanted to take a gap year um, just because I wanted to travel a little bit and work to make some money and like during this time also mm-hmm. it'd be fun to just like travel and do my Spartan races and stuff so right now is just like a time for me to kind of like explore and then race and travel and I don't know do a lot of fun things that people who work full-time in the workforce can't really do so I kind of want to just take this year to like work part-time travel get the train um and then I'm going to go back to school in 2020 but I'm probably going to be getting my master's in public health or something something in the public health field um just to like yeah just like further my knowledge in like public health and health policy so yeah I mean I knew I wanted to get a uh, have a career in the health field and like I did a lot of research here on my campus at the University of Illinois, and I just figured out I was interested in research and, like, what goes on in, like, the global, like, spectrum of humanity in, like, regards to the health field. So I just kind of thought that getting a message would be a good idea. So that will be happening in 2020, but for now, I'm just taking, taking a gap year and then having fun and traveling a ton and doing these Spartan races. So it's it's been a blast. I've I've seen so many new places that I've never been to, so I, it's awesome. That's awesome. That is awesome. I mean, that that is amazing. So yeah. Once you graduate, well, what kind of mm-hmm. career would that put you in? So, what I'm looking for, like, what I'm looking for in regards to career is probably becoming an epidemiologist. So, what that means, like, just the study of public health trends and like disease mm-hmm. outbreaks. So you kind of like. So, for example, you could work for, like, the CDC, like, the Centers for Disease Control, and, like, kind of find areas in the world or in the country that have, like, specific diseases that outbreak in an area and then try to find, like, methods or um, ways to, to try and stop that outbreak or figure out why it occurred. It's, like, a lot of investigative work. So, yeah, so probably becoming an epidemiologist, but there's a lot of different types of careers in public health. So. That's kind of why I thought getting a master's degree in public health would be smart, just um, in case I changed my mind, because I change my mind all the time. 
I kind of just figured <laughs> having a pretty broad master's degree would work pretty well for me just in case I decide, like, oh, I actually don't want to be an epidemiologist. I want to be, like, a bio, bio like, statistics person working math. Like, yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of different avenues you can do. So, and I'm just going to go broad and then see what happens. That's awesome. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a good plan. That's been one of the things I've always talked about with people is it's, I think it's really interesting that we like have our kids really decide at such a young age what they want to do for yeah. the rest of their lives. Uh-huh. And it's one of those things, you know, I've really thought about this because like for me, when I came out of high school, I went for a business degree because yeah. I wasn't quite sure what I wanted. I thought veterinarian, uh-huh. but I, I, I mm-hmm. can't deal with dead animals. It's, yeah, it's just weird. I, I don't deal with dead animals well. So, I mean, fixing yeah, animals actually. sounded like a great idea, but second they said they might be dead ones, I'm like, I'm out. But, yeah, you know, and then it was, yeah, and then I went for business. And then, I mean, I got like, you know, I've almost, almost finished my bachelor's, but I ran out of money. But it was one of those things is mm-hmm. now I'm like, I don't know what I would do with a business degree. You know, yeah, I do, uh-huh. I'm in construction safety. I'm in occupational safety and health. So it's like, uh-huh. That's the degree I wish I had, you know, so it's kind of one of those, you know, at 40, I finally decided at 40 years old what I wanted to do with my life. So it's like to force a kid at 18 or 20 to decide. It's like I know so many people that have degrees that have nothing to do with what they do for a living. Oh, for sure. I know. I I mean, I even changed my major, I think, five times in college, like five times until I decided I wanted to major in kinesiology. And, like, I, I just don't yeah. get how people know, like, okay, I'm going to do this. Like, when they're in high school, like, okay, I want to be a doctor. And they go through with it. And, like, I, I just don't get how people can decide that earlier if they even really know or they're just, like, forced to pick something because their college makes them choose their major when they're so young. But, I mean, I've yeah. experienced a lot of different majors. Like, I was an English major. I was a broadcast journalism major. I was an advertising major. Like, I did everything before I settled on something. And I still don't know if, like, this is 100% what I want to do. But, I mean, you got to settle on something eventually. So just get some experience yeah. doing different things and, like, seeing what I like best, I guess. Oh, yeah. And that's just the, that's the, the hard part with college. I mean, I have friends that – I have one friend that's got a teaching degree and is works in construction. Another friend yeah. that has a degree in, in Native – what is it? Native American art. Oh, and wow. she's a, a yeah, yeah, and she's a makeup artist in the movies. So it's oh. like, <laughs> yeah, it's also a little different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it just, yeah, it's always interesting to find out. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> so yeah, I know, right? No. <laughs> yeah, degrees are weird, but I, a lot I of times know. too, it's just having the degree. You know, I've had times yeah, when looking for a job and they're like, do. Yeah. Do you have a bachelor's degree in anything? No. It's like, well, that would be helpful. I'm like, well, wouldn't it be more helpful if I had a bachelor's degree in what I'm doing? <laughs> yeah, but, exactly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> right on. Does your business need first aid, AED, OSHA, flagging, or other safety training? James Safety Services is your one-stop shop. Find them on Facebook today at James Safety Services Wall and ask for a quote on hosting your training needs. With the Spartan races, I guess we can, we kind of went off topic there for a bit. So do you think <laughs> that, do, do you think with that degree, it's going to help you, you know, 
in the Spartan races and stuff like that, knowing how your body moves, how it works, and being able to do stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, I would, I would say yes and no. So, like, yes, in a sense, like, I'm very aware of where my body is in space and time. So, like, like when I'm running, like, I'm always conscious of, like, what I'm going to be doing next. And I'm very aware of, like, fueling. Like, I feel like I know a lot about nutrition and, like, what I need on these longer races. And, yeah, I, I, would, say, I would say yes in that aspect. But no, because I also overthink things a lot. So, like... Part of me is like, okay, like I have this strategy because I know how my body's going to be feeling at mile like six or mile eight of this thirteen mile race, but things don't always go as planned. So I do overanalyze yeah. things a lot, but I would say overall, like yes, just because it's a good asset to have. Like I know a lot about my own physiology and like how I feel like after I eat a certain thing. Um, like I, perfe- yeah. I would say I've perfected like what works best for me. Um, but I do also like overthink and like overanalyze constantly. Um, but overall, I would say yeah. Like my degree has helped. Mo- like I would say more times than not, my degree has been good for me in this sport. That's good. That's good. And I, I know the thing what you mean about knowing what you eat because I've learned that on races. Never eat something you've never eaten before the night before a race. So. Yeah. yeah, that's some good advice. <laughs> That's true, though. Yeah. It is. And it's one of those things, too, is the. I know I see people a lot post on, like, Facebook and stuff like that, and a lot of the Spartan groups, they're like, what should I eat during the race? And it's like, what do you eat when you work out? What do you eat when you work out? And that's kind of, like, the big thing. It's like, do the same thing you do in your normal workouts. Because if you try adding something like, hey, I've never... I've never had sport beans, but I'm going to take them with me on the race. It's like, you never know how your body's going to react to whatever's in those, you know. I, know. I think part of me thinks that, like, these people are just looking for an answer that's going to be like, oh, this is going to make me feel really good and, like, perform really well. Like, I don't know. I just feel yeah. like people are always trying to find like, oh, like, does it work for them? Well, if it works for them, then I'm going to feel great. But, I mean, when in reality, yeah. it's just it's, everyone's physiology is different. So, it's like, what works for you? No, what do you usually get on a daily basis is what will work for you during a race. Oh, yeah, because I've heard so many times where people are like, oh, this is what I use in a race, and it's amazing. And I'm like, you know, I tried that once, and it did not go so well. You know, so for, yeah, right, like... exactly. That's why you got to really kind of try in your races, and that's kind of what I did. Because I did, before I hurt my foot, I did a lot of running. You know, I was running marathons uh-huh. and half marathons stuff all the time. And yeah. that's what I would do during my training days. If I got a new, like, my favorite thing is sport beans. I love sport beans. But I if them. I got something yeah. new, yeah. If I got something new, I would always, like, during my training, I would try it. You know, and see how yeah. my body reacted. Because the worst mm-hmm. thing, the last thing you want is to be in the middle of a marathon or a half marathon or a Spartan race or whatever and eat something that your stomach mm-hmm. doesn't agree with. Oh, for sure. Training is a place where you can make mistakes. Yeah. It's the same with, like, shoes and everything like that. I've seen on so many times with people on, like, Facebook groups that are like, hey, I'm doing, you know, a beast next weekend. What shoes should I get? Uh, You probably should have got those about two months ago and broke them in already. You're you're, you're in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, your feet are going to hate you after if you just break out a pair of new shoes for a race. Like, that's not the move, but you live and you learn, I guess. Yeah, it's it is it is live and learn. So it's kind of one of those. It's always yeah. funny. I just love. I mean, are you part of those those groups on Facebook? Any of those that are 
the what I'm, I'm West on West Coast Spartans because of course I'm on the West Coast, but yeah, I'm part of the Midwest Spartan group. Or yeah, I think it's Midwest Spartan, yeah. and like I'll occasionally look at it. Some of the things are funny. I think just the things about there are. Like, nutrition, or yeah, I just think those are funny. But yeah. oh yeah, oh, entertaining. Because it's like we just. <laughs> It's like we just said, it it depends on the person. It's one of those, you know, I mean, I'll be honest and it Mm -hmm. sounds horrible, but I had, I had my, my, like, I don't know if it's my ritual every night before a race and it sounds completely Mm -hmm. wrong. And everyone always told me Mm -hmm. I was completely wrong, but it worked Mm -hmm. for me. And it was, I would go out for a steak dinner, steak and potatoes Uh and a whiskey Uh and Coke that night before a race every time. (laughs) And I was, it worked. You know, and the one time yeah. I didn't do that, I did not feel right when I went to go do a race. And it's like, everyone's like, you're yeah. supposed to carb load. I'm like, yeah, carb load doesn't work for me. It just makes my stomach hurt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, imagine if you were to put that in the group and be like, oh, what should I eat the night before? And you go, well, I'll have a whiskey and coke, have some steak. And people would be like, oh, you're crazy. Be like, well, it's whatever works for you. Like, this works for me and it might yeah. not work for you. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. And see, for me, it's like the carbs... I don't eat a lot of carbs uh-huh. in my life. I mean, I'm just not a carb type uh-huh. person. So for me to carb load the night before, I feel sick the next day. Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of uh-huh. like, you know, my body's not used to that. So it's not, you know, it's never the same answer for everybody. So Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what do you do the night before a race? How, how do you prepare for a race? Um. So I kind of do the same. So I, do you know what Normatec boots are like those recovery boots no okay so basically what they are is like they're, they're these blood pressure cuffs that you put on your legs so they're like leg sleeves oh, amazing. you just put your legs in them yeah they're, they're incredible so what i'll do is i'll do like half an hour i'll put my legs those like recovery boots and i'll let them go so like for 30 minutes what they do is they just squeeze your legs super tight and it helps like promote blood flow so if you know sometimes your legs feel like crap after you do a run or like there's a lot of lactic yeah. acid in them like they help like relieve like uh or help increase the blood flow in your legs and like remove some of the lactic from workouts and runs so i do that as a ritual every well i try to do it most nights like most days of the week especially after hard workouts but definitely before a race i'll do it for at least 30 minutes and then i always eat the same meal um the night before i'll have chicken rice and broccoli and it's for it sounds boring but like i like it it works for me um i'm a huge vegetable person like if someone were to ask me like what's your favorite food i would say like i would say vegetables probably like any vegetable so i eat a ton of veggies every day um i'll eat like three servings of broccoli with my dinner um then a big serving of rice and then some nice grilled chicken so that's my go-to meal before a race um, and then with those recovery boots, like I better be having a good race the next day. <laughs> I said, those recovery boots sound like a good idea. I think I've had something similar when I had to go in for a surgery mm-hmm. and they like put them on my legs to keep like the circulation while I was laying in bed. But, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's probably, those are probably them <laughs> or similar. That sounds amazing. I might have to look into those. So. Oh yeah. I got that. I mean, so if you get the Normatec brand, like, you can get branded ones, and they're like $1,200, which is just insane. But I got ones that are off-brand, and they were like 180 And they are, they're the same thing. They're just a different brand. So I saved like $1,000 by getting the off-brand Normatex on Amazon. 
I said 180 sounds a lot better than the 1200. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and I was about to drop $1200 because of that good, but I found them for way cheaper, and it's the same deal. So, I mean, I highly recommend the the cheap ones for sure. I'm definitely gonna have to look into those. That sounds like a an amazing thing. I've been trying to to walk and run and jog more. I've got an elliptical uh-huh. and I've been wearing a weight vest and trying to do more physically, but yeah, that sounds uh-huh. good. Yeah. So do they work on just your legs or does it go down to your feet? Yeah, it goes down to your feet. So that's what so I've been like trying to figure out. around your feet. Mm-hmm. Yep, it'll wrap around your feet and then go all the way up to like your, your mid-thigh, I would say. And then you can get some <laughs> that extend all the way up to your hips and then you can get some for your arms too. But I only got the ones that go up to your thigh. But they have optional add-ons. See, I think I would like them for the foot. That's been my biggest issue is that, mm-hmm. that foot injury, trying to, to get that to go away. Hmm. Yep. I'm going to have to look into those. Yeah, I think it'll be useful. Yeah, it'll be useful for you, I think. Yeah. Nice. So, mm-hmm. so you're, doing, uh, you're doing the Beast in, in Tahoe, correct? Correct, yep. That would be my second beast gonna... ever. So my first beast was at North American Champs, and then this will be my second one. Right on. And you're doing the – so you'll be racing, what, that Sunday? Because it's – you're racing with the elites, right? Correct. Yeah, it's going to be Sunday. Uh-huh. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to have to watch that one and see how you do. So yeah. I'll be watching. I want to yeah, see how I'm you do with that. excited. Yeah, thank you. That's awesome. It'll be, it'll be a blast, but... Yeah, it'll be fun to be in California, too. Yeah, and it's one of those things, I mean, really listening to, you know, talk to you and everything else, kind of looking at stuff. I mean, I, I feel like you're going to be that 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 person we're going to be hearing about soon, you know, taking the, the OCR yeah, world by I storm. So. <laughs> Thank you. So have I you done any? It. Yeah, oh, I hope so. Oh, yeah. Oh, I hope so, too. So have you done any other races <laughs> besides Spartan? I mean, Spartan uh, I kind of the one that you... I've heard about Savage. We don't have them on the West Coast. It drives me nuts. But because I keep oh. hearing about how amazing they are. And oh, I'm like, so oh, wait, wait. Fun. oh <laughs> see. I, I did one, yeah, I did one with my friend this summer just for fun. So we did it in the open heat. Um, just like in an afternoon. Because mm-hmm. it was like twenty minutes. It it was literally twenty five minutes from where I live, like back in Chicago. So we were like, Well, let's nice. just go and do it. And it was it was so fun. Like the whole venue was amazing. And I liked the fact that it was obstacle completion. Like it just makes sense yeah. to me. Like if you're doing an obstacle course race to like have to get through the obstacle. So you just kept Jeez, going on I have that so same, you get it yeah. through. Yeah. Like it just I have that same feeling. So, I mean, yeah. Like, so we, you would have bands and like, if you didn't get it, you would like give up your band if you're in the heat, I think. But I mean, for the open mm-hmm. heat, you can go through it as many times as you want, but the obstacles were amazing. Like, they were very challenging, um, and I saw a bunch of things I've never seen in a Spartan race, because even though I've only done Spartan, really, for this summer, like, I'm getting used to the obstacles. So, like, none yeah. of them are challenging me as much as the ones that Savage Race were, like, this summer. So it was a good break from, like, the monot- or like the same obstacles over and over again at the Spartan race, but I highly recommend it. If you come out, like... I don't, I don't know if it's like a Midwest thing, but if you come out and travel to a Savage somewhere, if you're in the area for a, by a Savage race, you should totally do it. 
I definitely want to. I mean, that's one I've heard of that one and bone frog are the other two that are like East coast, Midwest ones that haven't made it out to the West coast yet that I've been uh-huh. been watching, waiting for them to come out here. Cause I want to, I want to try them. Cause I mean, I'm a Spartan guy. I've been doing Spartan for since 2015 and okay. I love Spartan, but I've done some of the others. I've done warrior, which obviously is no longer, they just went under, um, mm-hmm. there's a couple of rugged maniacs. Some of the other ones I've done some of the other ones that are fun. And I like the, I like having the different options. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. of races. Yeah, I totally And so it's kind of, mm-hmm. you know, so we've been looking at the, you know, Savage Race. We've been wanting to get them out here. There's another one out of uh, Alberta, Canada that I keep hearing about, uh, X-Warrior. It's supposed to be an amazing one out of Alberta up mm-hmm. in Canada. So I want to get up there. So that's kind of what I've been looking at for, like, next year is, I mean, still doing my yeah. Spartan races, but looking at also some of those traveling to some of those other ones you know i know there's one in yeah. uh, savage in florida and stuff like that so i think i can convince my wife to go to florida some of the other places i don't know i mean chicago and oh. i don't know if i can convince her to go to chicago but i convinced her to go to florida yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean chicago's cool <laughs> it's a, it's an awesome city but yeah i mean florida's warm so i understand i mean i could go to i i have friends in chicago I have friends in uh-huh. Chicago, so I'd have places to stay. I have a, a crazy yeah. friend named Frankie in Chicago. He's kind of weird, uh-huh. but yeah. <laughs> weird cool. Yeah. Oh. So, so you've done the Savage Race, and then I know you said that, you know, when you were racing in um, NCAA, did you just race NCAA or did you do marathons and stuff like that? It was just kind of a the NCAA yeah, it was so when I was in college, it was just the NCAA because if we did races outside of it, we would get like punished or like we weren't really allowed to. So when you're in the NCAA or at least in the at our university and probably in the Big Ten, you couldn't compete outside of it. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of weird rules with the NCAA. So yeah, when I was in college, I only competed I for U of I. I couldn't do anything else. And what races did you run? I mean, in track and field. So, so um, in high school, I did the 300-meter hurdles and the 800, and then I was also a sprinter. So my best event probably was the 300 hurdles or the 800. Mm-hmm. I, I, won, I won state in the 800 in high school, and then I wow. was an All-American. I was an All-American in the heptathlon, actually, so... My best event was probably the heptathlon, but I never pursued that in college just because I didn't really like it. So I, I was good at it, but I didn't really want to continue doing it. So in college, they kind of moved me up. So I was just an 800-meter runner, and then I did cross-country. And then in indoor season, I would run the 600-meter, which was probably my favorite event in college because it was just an all-out sprint for as long as you could hold on, basically. And I like that type of pain. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. <laughs> You're definitely an OCR athlete. When it's oh, just for yeah. Sure. yeah. I like that. <laughs> yeah. I like that kind of pain. Yeah, there's something wrong with you. You're definitely yeah. an OCR athlete. But <laughs> I know, right? It's a weird thing to say, yeah. but I mean it's true. It it proves you're working hard. Like when you feel that much pain yeah. and burning, you're like, Okay, I'm doing this right. Yeah. Yeah, it's very true. Uh-huh. Oh, so, 
Yeah, that's crazy. I was one of those. Yeah. I never did. Past junior high, I never did any sports. I, I blew my knee in junior oh, really? high, and that kind of like ended. Yeah, that ended my sports in junior high. I was a baseball uh-huh. player, and I played uh, left field. And running for a ball okay, in the left yeah. field, I put my foot in a, I put my foot in a gopher hole while I was running for a ball, and completely oh, hyperextended my left knee. So it was pretty much oh, one wow. of those. Yeah, it was my eighth grade year in junior high. So my freshman year in high school, I completely missed sports because I still wasn't. I was uh, okay to walk with like a cane, mm-hmm. basically, but I couldn't run. Yeah. And then it wasn't until my sophomore Uh year where they're like, okay, you can run again. And I'm like, yeah, I'm done. You know, it was like, yeah, I hit Uh that point where it was so long without doing sports that I found other things, you know? Yeah. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. Right. I found other things to keep my time. And then, you know, I played racquetball and tennis for until my 20s. And then I blew my right knee in my 20s. And that was like the end of all that. So. Mm Yeah, I have. I'm an injury prone. It's bad. Oh yeah, I mean, I can relate to the injuries. I had seven stress fractures. Yeah. So I totally feel your. And how? Oh. How do you deal with that? I mean, it's not to sound bad, but seven stress fractures were they all in different areas? Yeah, they were all in different areas too. So. Um. So I had one in my metatarsal. I had. I've had three in my shins, but they were all in different parts of my shin. So like, I had one in my left tibia and then one in my left fibula and then one in my right tibia. And then I had one in my femur. So that one was the worst, like pain wise, like uh, that was in high school. And I, I kept running on it until it almost cracked. Like I could have ended my like entire athletic career if I would have let my, my femur crack. Cause that one, that would be surgery. And I would have, I would have had to get a metal rod in my leg. So that one was painful. And then I had one, my last one I ever got was in my sacrum and that one took me out the longest. So how I, that was like a six, six months of absolutely nothing. So, and that was like right at the end of my career. So how I dealt with them is like, um, I just did a lot of cross training. So for all of them, I was in college and I would actually get programs from my athletic trainer and my coach. So I would stay very fit. Mm -hmm. Like when I was cross training, I would be in the pool for like two hours or I'd be on the bike for two hours, or I'd be ellipticaling for an hour and a half, and then I would do my strength training, and then I would go see my athletic trainer, and then I would go get a massage, and then I would go to the doctor. Like, I stayed on top of my training when I was hurt, like, probably even more than when I wasn't hurt. Um, But it kind of, like, built up my resilience and perseverance, like, while I was injured. Um. Just because coming mm-hmm. back from those injuries, like, I took, I, I was not running more than I was running, like, in my college career. Like, I was yeah. always hurt. So, I just kind of learned how to deal with, um, like, disappointment, I guess, in regards to my athletics. Like, I don't know. I just became a very resilient person after being hurt all the time. Like, I would do all my cross training and... I would stay as positive as I could with my teammates, but it was just kind of my life is like, that's just how it was like in college. Um, So I got through it. I got through all of them, but it was very tough. I'm not going to say it was easy to cross train for three, two hours a day for three months in a pool. But I mean, I had a pretty good support system here, like with my coach and my teammates. So I mean, it made it worthwhile. Um, 
after my last one, though, I thought I was going to be done with athletics like forever, just because it was such a big injury, and it was pretty rare. Yeah. Like the doctors didn't know, they had no idea why I had a stress fracture in my sacrum because it just it doesn't happen. Like that's just not a place where people get stress fractures. So I mean, that's why they ultimately dismissed me is because they couldn't figure out what was going on like why I was getting these stress fractures. So I kind of just felt thrown to the wall. And I was like, well, I mean, I'm not going to be able to run again, I guess, ever. Um, but I kind of like found a healthy way to do it. Um, so now I just do a lot of strength training. And I, I run definitely still, but it's not every day for sure. And when I'm yeah. running, I just am very, I'm very um, cognizant of what I'm doing. So I run for a purpose. I'm not just running just like vlog miles. Like, I'm running to improve my aerobic endurance. Like I go on very specific runs, like I'll do a tempo run and then I'll do a long run, but everything in between, I just cross train. Like I use the assault bike. I use the rower a ton. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I have different methods now to be more of a smart athlete, I would say. That's good. I mean, yeah, I was kind of wondering that it seemed to, I mean, not to sound bad. It seemed odd to get that many, that many stress fractures that it was mm-hmm. kind of, you know, yeah, it's very odd. Yeah. It's not normal. It, it makes sure. you wonder if there's an underlying underlying issue, but yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, I'm glad to see that, you know, you, you've decided to start doing the, the OCR racing and stuff like that. So sounds like you're going to be, like I said, I, I expect to hear your name more and more. So, uh, I can't Thank wait to, to see well, that. I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> do you, I hope so too. Do you, do you do you plan on doing any other races besides Spartan, trying any of the others? You know, like I said, you did do Savage Race. I mean, like I mentioned, there's Bone Frog, I think, out on the East Coast and Tough Mudder, of course, which is, I don't know, Tough Mudder is weird, but it's more of a team sport than anything. But <laughs> from what I understand, I've never done yeah. a Tough Mudder. So. So, yeah, I would say Tough Mudder is a little weird, but I did do two Tougher Mudders this year. So, like, the competitive, the competitive version, like, in air quotes, it mm-hmm. wasn't really competitive. But, I mean, I won those two, um, which was fun. But, I mean, I'm only down to try anything new. Like, if there's a local race or if there's one that I haven't heard of and it's, like, a decent driving distance away, then I'll totally go and try. But I would say right now just Spartan races are like the like the tier of obstacle course racing like the top tier so mm-hmm. i tried my best to like get out to as many of those as possible and like along with that like there's a spartan pro team and that's something i'd really like to try to get on so i feel like exposing myself as many spartan races as possible is probably my best option so probably thinking with well, spartan, I, you, I like you know, trying new things if you keep hitting that those you know podiums i'm pretty sure they're going to take notice of you pretty soon if they haven't already so yeah i hope so. i mean if you I mean, if you got five podiums already so yeah uh-huh. which is impressive so yep. thank you thanks that's that's amazing so we're we're, we're getting kind of towards the, the end of time here is there anything you want to tell the listeners you know in closing um, I would just say, like, if people are on the fence about trying OCR or, like, not sure if they should try it, I would just say dip your toe in the water. Like, find a local race. It doesn't have to be a Spartan race. Find any sort of obstacle course race. It doesn't even have to be an obstacle course race. It could just be, like, a run. Or, like, just find something that, like, makes you excited to go out and train. Um, 
and like just try something new like I found once I dipped my toe in the water and like Spartan races like I was just addicted like I didn't want to turn back around and like try anything else so I would just say find the thing that lights your fire and do everything you can to um, achieve your goals and like along those lines I would just say set small and manageable goals and get after it i mean this sport is so fun and i feel like it's a growing thing and it's becoming more popular so it's cool to get in it right now when i feel like it's in its infancy so i think the people who are on the fence just try it and i feel like you won't be disappointed no i agree just get out and do it so yeah right on sure. yeah all right well it's been a blast talking to you and like i said yeah. i expect to to hear your your name more often so, uh-huh. oh, thank perfect. <laughs> yeah, well, it's been a blast. <laughs> thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. Oh, anytime. All right. Thank you, Morgan. Yeah, of course. All right. Take care. Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast. If you haven't done it yet, find us on Facebook. Like and share the podcast. Give us a review on iTunes or Spotify. All these things will help to expand the show in the future. This show is brought to you by James Safety Services in partnership with Beast OCR. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you like to hear. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or at BeastOCR.com.